The Holy Gospel for this Sunday comes from St. John, the 14th chapter. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may also be. And you know the way to the place I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. There are many, many, many voices that seem to know what we need to do, aren't there? There are many, many voices that seem to know the exact way that everything can be done, There are many, many voices that will tell you what we should do and how we should do it in response not only to the coronavirus, but to our every waking moment of our lives. And these voices have existed long before the past few weeks, and they have existed long before any of our lifetimes. These voices have always been with us. They were there in the time of Christ, They were there in the time of the prophets and in the time of Moses. They have been there since the time of the serpent in the garden. There are always voices to tell us what we should do with our lives. And these voices make sense, don't they? These voices make sense that they should point us towards control and towards work. They make sense that they should point us towards self-reliance and self-support. It makes sense that they should point us towards power. But any voice, any, that points us away from Christ is not the way, nor the truth, nor the life. Any voice that points us away from the work of Christ 
from the deeds of Christ, from the passions and the values of Christ, is not the way, nor the truth, nor the life. Christ knows that our world is full of these voices, and Christ knows that it can be confusing, which is why Christ is saying for the upteenth time to his disciples to listen, to pay attention, to focus. Even as Thomas asks for the way and Philip does not know, Christ says again and again and again on the far side of the resurrection and now on the close, Christ comes again and again and again to remind us that anything that points us away from the values, points us away from the love and mercy and grace and welcome of Christ is not the way, nor the truth, nor the life. I've always been both hopeful and confused about what Jesus says to Thomas. When Jesus says that he wants to know the way, Jesus responds with, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you know my Father also. And then here's the part that confuses me from now on. You do know him, and I've seen him. I don't know about you, but I still hear an awful lot of the voices that don't seem to be pointing towards love and towards grace and towards goodwill towards my neighbor and myself. I still hear a lot of voices that are telling me and others to control, to yield power, and to yield it in favor of the voices themselves. I don't know. Do you? For certain. Which voice points us towards love of neighbor and which voice points us towards love of self? And if you're telling me you know, I am both envious of you and a little bit skeptical. Because my friends, if the disciples who followed in Christ's footsteps each day of their life being able to witness the miracles themselves and being able to witness the resurrection and the times with Christ afterwards, if they, even in the book of Acts, are unsure of what Christ is telling them, then how can I be sure? If Christ is so easily grasped, why do Thomas and Philip struggle? If Christ is so easily understood, why do the disciples not understand? You see, my friends, inside this text is not a call towards, towards a simple action. Inside this call is a lifetime of listening and discerning, a lifetime of carefully examining the moments of our lives to see what kind of fruit they are producing. This is a lifetime of work. 
a lifetime that ends with a place prepared for us, both now and in eternity. Last week, we had simple phrases, love and forgiveness and an insistence on justice, feeding. We had simple phrases that we repeated to ourselves week after week, both before last week and after. We have simple phrases that we are trying to use for discernment, and these are good. We cannot read all of Scripture every time we want to know what the will of God is. At some point, we have to summarize. And yet, simple phrases will always fail us at least in part. Because when I say that the will of Christ is love, what I fail to say is that the will of Christ is love, a love so radical that it takes into account the welfare of our neighbors before it takes into account the welfare of ourselves. We see this on the cross. When I say forgiveness, I fail to say that the forgiveness of Christ is so radical that it takes into account every opportunity that God would give to each person on earth before it takes into account the vengeance that we want to insist for ourselves. And when I say working for justice, what I fail to say is that Christ puts this at such a high priority that Christ would rather lose his own life in service towards justice than to live one moment longer not doing so. Yes. Yes, Christ insists on love and forgiveness an insistence on justice and, hung, and feeding and giving away freely. But Christ insists on a lifetime of complicated nuance. And as we understand the Father being in him, God, God's own self being displayed in Christ, it is a small wonder and an expectation that we do not understand all of this. This week, I really hope that we have the humility to admit that we do not understand all of this. I hope we have the wisdom to admit that we do not understand all of this. Go to Proverbs. Go to Ecclesiastes. Go to the voices of our forebears that were wise enough to admit that they did not understand the will of God. And it's not because they didn't know already that God was gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. No, of that they were sure. It's simply that the love of God is so complicated because the world is so complicated that when we go chasing after love, the voices at times just simply overwhelm. And we wind up serving ourselves instead. 
Adam and Eve walked in the garden with God, and yet they were tricked by the serpent. Moses was led by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. But he bent to the voices of the despairing Israelites. I would too. Our entire scripture is filled with people that trip over these voices, that call away from the way, the truth, and the life. And we have a God that speaks to them nonetheless. So my friends, I encourage you this week from time to time to draw up enough energy and courage to admit what you do not know. To draw up enough energy and courage to admit that you do not know the will of God in its entirety. And then... I invite you to follow small and complex phrases, summarizations of Christ that lead us to the way, the truth, and the life. I invite you to love and forgiveness and justice, feeding and giving away freely. Yes, these fall short but they are what is being spoken to us now. There will be more, and we will hear differently in the future. But this is now. God be with you if you are convinced that you know the will of God. God be with you if in wisdom you can admit humility. God be with you in this terribly complex, yet very simple, scripture. God be with you. Amen.